Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Really excited about today's guest, uh, Peter George. Uh, he's going to talk to us about he's uh, talk about public speaking, being a coach, uh, and um, how to become a thought leader and influencer. He's also a podcast host. Uh, welcome, Peter. Pleasure to be here, Chris. Thanks for having me. Uh, so tell tell people about your story, your background, and uh, we'll get started. Well, I'm a public speaking coach. I've been for about thirty six years now. I'll take that back. About eighteen years now. I'm a veteran speaker. I've been doing that for 36 years. So about half the time, I've been helping others as well. And the ironic thing about all of this, Chris, is I grew up with a lisp and a stutter. So the last thing I ever thought I would be doing is speaking in public. Yet I've made my living that way for quite a while now. It's interesting because uh, most public speakers I talk to have the same story. They were shy, introverted. They couldn't speak. They got bullied, uh, list, you know, whatever disability. Um, so what's interesting is you talk about small shifts, great impact, elevating your career and life through public speaking. Tell us more. Yeah, a lot of people uh, have this bad connotation about public speaking, this fear of it. And unless it's clinical and that does exist. I'm not so sure people truly fear public speaking. They fear embarrassment. They fear not doing a good job. They fear all those things, which makes perfect sense if they're not used to public speaking. But they put the onus on themselves, Chris. So much weight. What if I make a mistake? What if I forget what I'm going to say? What if I, what if I, what if I? And the focus shouldn't be on us as speakers. It should be on the audience. And when we put that focus on the audience and try to help them, then we can do much better and take a lot of that weight off our shoulders. I love that. Um, the other question uh, I have is um, talk about uh, unleashing your potential, deliver compelling presentations with confidence and ease. Yeah. So many people have very little confidence in speaking. Some of the reasons we just spoke about, but one of them is they just haven't done it or they haven't learned to do it well. And when that happens, we know instinctively that we don't know how to do something. And then we have to go try to do it in front of 5, 10, 50, 100 people, whatever it might be. Think about that with anything else. Think if you didn't know how to hit a baseball, yet you had to stand in front of a room and try to hit a baseball and do it well. You'd be just as nervous. So it's not public speaking that we don't have confidence in. It's the lack of public speaking skills that we don't have our confidence in. And rightfully so, if you haven't trained in one way or another, not necessarily with someone like me, 
but even read books on it or practiced it. And that's the other thing is we have no right to expect confidence if we haven't rehearsed what we're about to do. Yeah, talk about from fear to confidence. Um, you know, public speaking is basically what you're saying is it's a skill. Anybody can learn it. You know, it's like an athlete when they, you know, it's like if you have a Michael Jordan and, you know, he doesn't get there overnight. So talk about this um, from fear to confidence aspect. Well, let's stick with Michael Jordan. He was cut from his high school team. So he definitely didn't have all those skills built in. We see a professional athlete, a professional singer, whoever it might be, and we say, wow, they have all that natural talent. Do they have natural talent? Sure. Did it have to get honed to bring them to the skill level they're at? A hundred percent. We have to do the same thing. I'm not saying we have to become Adele and be able to sing like her or play basketball like Michael Jordan and have that level skill. Unless you're a professional speaker, you don't need that. But you do have to up your game somewhat. And the more you do that, the more confident you become and the more you can help other people. And that's the crux of all of this. We're there to help other people, not to be a great speaker. You don't have to be a great speaker, but you have to know how to communicate with them so you can help them. And when I say you don't have to be great, I look at it this way, Chris. If someone's drowning, and you throw them a life ring so they can grasp onto that life ring and help save their, save their life. Do they care how you throw it? No, they just care that you got them the life ring. And it's the same thing when we're helping people by speaking. Whatever they're there for to listen to us, as long as they get that, because they're there for what they're getting out of listening to us, as long as they get that, we're all good. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're going to talk about kind of uh, presentations and kind of uh, leveraging other. Um, if listeners could only learn one thing about public speaking, what would it be? It would be just that, that it's always, always, always about the audience. It's not about us. You know, I joke with my clients that they pay me decent money to tell them, hey, it's not about you. And they're actually relieved at that. Because as soon as they realize that and internalize that, now they can concentrate on their specific audience with a specific message for that audience's specific needs at that time and how that will benefit them. Yeah. The other question I have is, uh, what is the most important part of a presentation? Basing it on the audience. What we do quite often is, hey, I have to give this presentation. And here's what I'm going to speak about. Let me back up for a second. I get calls every so often with newer clients that'll say, I have this gig coming up. I just got hired for this gig. What should I talk about? And my answer is, how do I know? And for that matter, how do you know? Obviously, you don't. The people who know happens to be the audience. They're the ones who know what they want to get from this. You have to find that out from them, which is fairly easy to do. You you ask, but you find out from them, then you build your presentation. Too many of us say, here's the presentation I'm going to do no matter who the audience is. And that's why we resonate with some, and maybe we resonate extremely well. So we're going to do that talk again. But then it just bombs with the next audience because it doesn't pertain to their wants, needs, or desires. 
Yeah, really good point. The other question is, um, as a public speaking coach, what is the question you get asked most often? The question I get asked most often, and just about any public speaking coach does, is what do I do with my hands? And the answer is quite simple. What you would normally do. We speak with our hands. Some people say, I use my hands too much. It's very seldom I see anybody that uses their hands too much. Some people, but not too often. You have to use your hands to communicate. Chris, you can see even in, because this is a bus shot here on Zoom from my chest up, you can still see me bringing my hands up and speaking with my hands because we communicate that way. Long before the spoken language was ever created, we communicated with our hands. That has never left us. Through hundreds of thousands of years of evolution, it's never left us. So when you speak with you, include your hands as you normally would. Don't put them behind your back. Don't cross them. Don't do those things. People instinctively, without even realizing it, so on an unconscious level, will want to see our hands move. And they'll read those hands, whether they know it or not, and whether you know it or not. You talk about the idea of uh, showing up and throwing up. What What is that? <laughs> That's my term for not rehearsing. I'm just going to, and not only not, not rehearsing, but just giving information, just showing up. And I, I'm going to give you everything I know about this topic. And therefore, I've done a great job because I vomited all this information on you. Here's everything you need to know about this topic. Well, that's not how you communicate with people. You communicate with people that one engages them. And once they're engaged, helps you share in a confident and clear way what it is they need to know, do, take with them, whatever the purpose of that meeting is. So don't just show up and throw up. Don't just show up unrehearsed, vomit information on people. Most of us don't like to get vomited on. Don't do it. When delivering a presentation, is there anything our listeners could do to help make their presentations resonate with their audiences? Quite a few things. One is, like I said, base it on them. Find out what it is that they want and need to know. The other is develop a presentation that gets their attention immediately. So many of us come out with this foolish stuff that we hear all the time. I'd like to thank so-and-so for being here, and it's a pleasure to be here, and I want to thank them for asking me to be here. That's not getting people's attention. Sticking with this point for a second, think, Chris, in a movie. You've got some movies ago, you know, a, a Brian De Palma film brought to you by Paramount Pictures. That, that it's like, just get into the movie. And then you have things like James Bond that just start. It just starts with him speaking to some beautiful woman and then getting shot at and skiing down a hill and hopping in a car. And it just starts. And then and over on the bottom, they're putting Paramount Pictures and, and who directed and things like that. They get you right into it. So when you go to speak, just get into it. One uh, more point about this. Chris, you've, I've got to imagine you've read an article before, magazine, newspaper. How many times have you ever seen a, an article start off with it saying, I'd like to thank the editor for the opportunity to write this article? They just get into it. We have to do the same thing. So know why you're speaking. Get into it when you're, you start to speak. Make it clear. Don't just keep adding everything. And then close in a confident, compelling way. If you want them to do something, 
tell them. Don't assume they're going to go do it. If you want them to have a change in mind, remind them that this is the way to think now. Whatever that may be, make it a compelling ending and rehearse and rehearse and rehearse. And when you think you've rehearsed enough, rehearse at least one more time and don't memorize it. Once you talk about that, how does a presenter know they nailed their presentation? You know you've nailed your presentation when someone comes up to you and tells you what they got out of it. If they say, hey, Peter, great job, I probably failed. If the most they can tell me is great job, they're just being polite. But if they can come up and say, hey, Chris, you know when you said this? I never looked at it that way before. And that's incredible, and that's going to make a difference in my job, my life the way I think, whatever it might be. So if they can tell you their takeaway and they're enthused about that takeaway, then you've done your job. The, what, and then the moving back to the, you talked about rehearse, rehearse, rehearse. How do you suggest our listeners rehearse their presentation? Best thing ever invented for speakers, presenters, is the phone, the cell phone. Prop it up, hit record, start rehearsing. Then look at it three different ways. So after you record and you're done, play it back, but facing down. So all you hear is the audio. Listen for, uh, are you pausing enough? You have to pause to let people internalize your information. You know it, they don't, they need time once you say it. Are you pausing enough? Do you have fillers? Uh, you know, so write all those different things. One every now and then is fine. That's conversational. Loading a whole presentation with them, that's a problem. So do you have fillers? Are you pacing yourself? Are you mispronouncing words? Me with a Rhode Island accent up here in the Northeast, we don't use our R's. So sometimes I have to listen and go, they'll have no idea what that means because I don't pronounce my R in that word. It'll be confusing. It'd be like hot. I could be talking about my pumping heart but I, I would call it hot and they would take that as being not cold. So listen for the little things like that. Number one, number two, play it back video only, turn down the sound and watch it. What's your body look like? Do you look confident? Are you moving too much? Are you not moving enough? Are you not using your hands? What's your face look like? Are you, Happy doing this, or are you going to look like you'd rather be anywhere else in the world but giving that presentation? Make those notes. Make changes to both of these. And then the third time you watch that rehearsal, play it back normally, audio and video. You probably caught everything by now, but it's a good way to get one last check on it. As you know, kind of we have kind of a few minutes left over. One thing is talking about it, this idea of public speaking really the greatest fear people have and um, how can listeners get over their fear of public speaking? And I know you've actually done kind of uh, a lot of work. So kind of talk about, you know, how people can contact you, follow you on social media, uh, check out your work, et cetera. One, public speaking is not the greatest fear. In studies that have been done, it does not rank as number one. It actually ranks behind clowns, spiders, snake, fear of heights. Number one is dying. We just don't think about dying every day where we might have to think about us talk every day for the next two months. That's why it might be top of mind, but it's not top of the list. Believe me, 
you're 30,000 feet in the air in a silver tube, and that silver tube starts to go down to the earth, nose first, you'd rather be on stage or in a meeting. Not number one. But the way to do it is learn about what you're doing. Again, read a book, listen, or watch YouTube, work with someone like me, whatever you want to do, to whatever skill level you want to do it at. But learn about it, if it means that much to you and your business. And then once you do, practice practice, practice. You look at a major league baseball player. These are the greatest players in the world. But what do they do every day off? Well, just about every day off. Take batting practice, take fielding practice. What do they do when uh, in the in the early afternoon for a night game? Get into the batting cage, take practice. Might only be 10 balls, but for that day, it means a lot. The military, they drill, they train, firefighters, police, all do the same. They may call it training. They may call it drilling. We call it rehearsal or practicing. Do that. You'll feel much more comfortable, and then you get to help people. I love that. And how can people contact you, follow you, reach out to you? Uh, really interesting conversation. Easiest way to contact me is go to my website, and they can learn about more about me, more about my book. And that's at Peter Joy. Nice and easy. Yeah. And for all the audience out there, let's thank Peter for coming on. Um, he's actually got quite a interesting, he's got, uh, you know, he's um, talking about the AMP framework. He's a public speaking coach and uh, talking helps clients with, you know, their TEDx talks as well. That's a big bargaining field. And uh, all of his resources will be in the links and show notes. And with that, thanks so much for coming on to the podcast. Chris, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I hope you really enjoyed that wonderful, inspirational, motivational piece. Again, if you, wherever you are listening, if you liked it, be sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. We're on everywhere, Spotify, iTunes, Google, Amazon, Audible. And without much ado, be sure to thank this show's sponsors, and we'll see you next week.